This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. A great one. Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 606, 30 degrees in downtown Boise. Ooh, that's cold. Good morning and welcome to a Friday. You know, right now, we would probably be somewhere in the upper 30s, maybe even low 40s. If it were warmer? No, if it wasn't an inversion going on right now. Oh, good point. Uh, But we have a real thick, heavy inversion going on. Uh, As a matter of fact, uh, an air advisory is in effect and will remain in effect um, through the weekend. And that's the reason why we are, are cooler. When the inversion leaves next week... Um, we're going to be back into close to 50-degree range territory once again. I did look ahead. Um, if you were praying and hoping that we would have a fourth straight year of uh, a white Christmas, it's not going to happen this year. Oh, is that? Yeah, there's there's no way you're going to have a white Christmas here in the Treasure Valley. Um, temperatures are expected to be about 46, and there's not a chance of uh, showers <laughs> in the forecast either mm-hmm. for um, the 25th. Or the twenty fourth, for that matter. So you're so going to precipitation will not be participating. No, you'll have okay. to uh, go somewhere into the mountains if you uh, really, really want a uh, white Christmas, which is kind of a bummer because it had been nice that, like I said, the, the big difference we have is the last three years we've had La Nina weather system in the uh, off the coast, and this year it's El Nino, which is causing warmer, drier weather unfortunately so um and we're expected to have this current el nino weather system for the next two to three years so before what we had was the female baby and now we have the male baby and you had white christmases right i don't think it has anything to do with babies okay except for on christmas eve except for the name nina when jesus was born then yeah then you then you have a Mm -hmm. then you have a baby Okay. Yeah, otherwise, no babies. As long as there's one in there somewhere. Yeah. Hopefully that straightens that out for you. Um, Sure, why not? Coming up, uh, I'm starting to wonder. um, (laughs) It makes me nervous now. I mean, I'm I'm loving it because every day I look at my 401k and it's up another two or three thousand dollars. Stock market did fantastic again yesterday. I need to start looking at your 401k. Yes, you're not doing the same thing. You may be not invested in the right stocks. One of these days, I will remember my uh, password. <laughs> well, that, I guess that helped you during the downturn because then you, it was for, it forced you not to look That's at it true. and be depressed. Um, stocks went up again yesterday across the board. Uh, in futures trading uh, this morning, uh, all the stock indexes are up. Dow right now up 60 points. S&P up just a little bit, 6 points. Uh, Dow set another all-time record yesterday. S&P, all-time record. Like I said, now it's starting to make me nervous because what, what goes up must eventually come down. Right? Yeah, I hate it when good things while. happen because it, <laughs> it means that eventually they'll stop. Um, it is uh, Friday, and that means uh, it's also open phones Friday today. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever you want to talk about, it's all, I mean, every day, like I said, is always about you, but especially on Fridays because there are times when people call in with – it happens almost every day. Somebody calls in with something they want to talk about, and it's completely off the subject and would, you know, 
hijack what we're talking about. So we say, hey, wait. And it happened yesterday a couple times. We say, hey, wait, call. <laughs> this is it's a good subject. However, wait mm-hmm. till tomorrow when it's open phones Friday and you can talk about whatever you want to talk about. So and our, others may join in. Yeah, our phone lines are open right now if you want to do that. Um, other things that we're going to be talking about this morning, racism and discrimination. And two different examples. But is it really racism? Is it really discrimination? Can you be racist or discriminate against a white person? We'll uh, give you the two examples of those things going on in our country right now, coming up this morning. But I want you to weigh in, especially when you hear the story. Um, We're also going to get to... How far is too far in allowing biological males to compete in women's sports? Wait till you hear this story that happened in Canada this month. Um, This goes, in my opinion, way beyond ridiculousness, but maybe it's something that has to happen before people start stepping in and saying, okay, you know, I was woke and think that if you're a transgender, you should be allowed to compete in whatever you want to compete, whether you're a male competing in a woman's sport. However, this was a grown-ass male competing in a children's mm. woman's, girls, girls, I'm sorry, you're not, girls' sport. Everybody who she was competing or he was competing with, depending on how you look at this, was under the age of 16. By the way, he won. He won. As you would expect. Shocking, I know. Uh, we'll talk about that. And uh, also, is it time? Have you been sitting? Are you one of those people who have been sitting on the sidelines? Chris, this may be perfect for you because... Yeah, I'm the sort who does sit on sidelines. You're, you're sitting on the sidelines right now trying to find a place to live. Mm-hmm. Have you found, how's that been going? I know uh, you have not but, been able probably to get out and look this week because of your back. Right. It's, it's been going uh, poorly. <laughs> it, it, are you one of those people that are looking for a new place to live? Have you been sitting on the sidelines because you just couldn't afford to pay the interest rates on mortgages, which um, earlier this year were 8%? Yeah, let's say that. The interest rate yesterday dropped to about 6.6% oh. for a time. So it, it's down over a point this year. Four or five more drops, and we'll be talking really something. Um, some people are might be already talk, talking about <laughs> jumping back in because I'm they don't. Sure they are. They don't think the three percent is ever going to mm. come back again. Um, my wife, Tracy Casper, who is also head of the National Association of Realtors, um, got to appear yesterday on the exchange with Kelly Evans on CNBC. Talked about the current market and what could possibly be coming. Um, as far as people getting back into the market. Um, the good news, I mean, for a lot of people, because uh, previous to this year, we, we'd seen interest rates jump up. Um, even Our interest rates were low, so low that so many people were jumping into the market. Mm-hmm. And we were seeing here in the Boise market, and she gets to talk about the Boise market, where um, you were seeing the value on homes jump between 10 and 15% per year, which is just not sustainable um, because eventually you price everybody out of the market that, you know, except for the really rich people. Um, this year, that increase was about 4%. Yeah. Which is a norm, which is about a normal market. Mm-hmm. You want about 3 to 4% um, increase on equity in your, in your home, and that's kind of sustainable, right? But you're still getting value to your home. So um, she, she, we're going to hear from uh, that interview uh, yesterday. 
Um, that will be coming up here for you this morning. So we've got a lot going on. Once again, we're going to give another chance for you to win a pair of tickets to go to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Stay tuned. We're going to give you the details on how you uh, can do that. Everybody who texts, we're going to let you text in again this morning. Still blown away. Um, and thank you for some new ideas on uh, mm-hmm. potatoes. potatoes. Yeah, because we were looking, we were looking for. Um, all you had to do was say, "What is your favorite potato?" Um, and there were potatoes in there that I had never tried, and some in there that I completely forgot about. Um, but uh, thank you for everybody who yesterday got in. We'll give you another chance today. We'll give away those pair of tickets. Also, tomorrow, don't forget, Boise State, mm-hmm. L.A. Bowl, mm-hmm. hosted by Gronk. Five thirty kickoff. What do you? Who's who's going to win tomorrow? What do you think? I mean, there's been so many changes, not just for Boise State. Um, we've got a new offensive coordinator, a new defensive coordinator. Um, we have a quarterback who has never um, done anything except taking a snap, hand off twice, and kneel down once. That's his extent of his college experience. Um, and I wonder if that's our playlist for tomorrow. <laughs> you know, uh, considering how good George Solani yeah. and Ashton Jetty are, that might be a good plan. However, um, you're going against the number one defense in the nation against the mm. run. <laughs> so um, I think the quarterback at some point is going and, to have to pass, right? And, and you know how it works. If you run the same play over and over and over, eventually they start expecting it. So, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wires. Phone lines are open if you want to call in. Uh, a lot of other sports going on. Well, uh, I mean, there is some sports, and then there was what they call a football game last night. Um, we get our first check. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Uh, by the way, don't forget, Pork Belly, if you really want to get your Pork Belly fix, and you want to do it at a good price, you want to hang on at 9 o'clock this morning, our KBOI sweet deal. $50 gift certificate to Pork Belly. You get it for only $25. Be ready to go to KBOI.com at 9 a.m. this morning. The schedule of the 2024 Mountain West Conference football games was released Thursday. In 2024, Boise State will have home games against Nevada, San Diego State, Utah State, and Washington State, and road games at Hawaii, San Jose State, Nevada, Las Vegas, and Wyoming. Oregon State and Portland State will also visit Albertson Stadium for non-conference games, and there will be road games at Georgia Southern and at Oregon. The Ducks and Broncos have canceled the second game of their scheduled three-game football series. The two schools signed a contract for a three-game series in 2018, planning games in Eugene in 2024 and 2026, and one game in Boise in 2025. And it's only the game scheduled for Boise that has been canceled. Because of that, Oregon will pay Boise State $2.6 million total to participate in the two games that are both in Eugene. By the way, um, there are people critical of this going, well, we don't get Oregon, you know, and we have to go there twice. Right. Oregon was trying to cancel all three games. Mm. And they could have very easily done that by paying a $1 million buyout. So now Boise State cancels or has one home game cancels, which sucks, but they make another $2.6 million on top of it. And the new Boise State defensive coordinator is Eric Chenander. This season, Chenander served as assistant head coach and defensive line coach for the Broncos, while new head coach Spencer Danielson was the defensive coordinator. Chenander previously was the defensive coordinator at Central Florida and Nebraska and has coached also at Oregon and Northern Iowa, and one year for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's sports. 
Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Go hang the mistletoe and then we can get... What are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? Did you know that today is National Ugly Christmas Sweater Day? That person is wearing an ugly Christmas sweater. Well, if you didn't, now you do. And Today is National Ugly Christmas Sweater Day. I'm wearing this ugly Christmas sweater. Don we now are gay apparel. Ugly sweaters? <laughs> ugly Christmas sweaters. All right, showtime. Had I known, I'm very, I'm very disappointed in myself. I, I wore I my BSU um, gear year instead but had i known i have some just horrific ugly christmas sweaters that I, that i would have worn this i would have donned my gay apparel i have i have uh, never owned one of those in my life ever no, no. no uh, well you know and, you and here's think, the, here's you, the weird think part. you haven't owned an ugly sweater no here's the weird part <laughs> i don't even think they're ugly but well, of course you don't i mean i just think i think they're they're festive and they make it look like a christmas party and you know everybody's having a good time all right but you you everybody listening this morning before you head off to work or uh, getting down to business you have fair warning so grab yeah. your ugly christmas sweater and put it on because uh today is the day 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. It's open phones uh, Friday. Paul in Nampa calling in this morning. Who's going to win the game tomorrow, Paul? Good morning. It's going to be close. It's going to be down to the wire. I, I'm hopeful that the Broncos will pull it out, and I'll give the reason why. I think this kid's been hes been getting them once over by all the coaches, especially the line coach and the quarterback coach. And uh, he's he's been taking snaps, I would imagine, all week long, and uh, working on the on the short passes, as well as the long, but mainly the short passes, I would say. And I, I think that the, it gives him an opportunity to not only win the game today, but have a great future with the Broncos as long as he doesn't walk through a portal. <laughs> um, you know that 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 bothers me. I, I hate to say it, but it's free agency for people that are still amateurs. Yeah. But are they amateurs now because they can do that? And you know, I I think it's it's kind of ruined the game to some extent. But you can't really ruin the game of football. It's still a team sport. But if you decide to to walk away from a team that's successful and the community that loves you, well, I, I guess that's up to you. And it sounds a little selfish to me. But if that's well, what you want to do, mean, go and do it. Yeah, it, it, and you're probably right. Thanks for the call. It probably is a little selfish, but is there anything wrong with that? Yeah, I, I mean it's your it's I, your uh, life. You're you know that exactly. once you leave, the fans aren't going to be helping to pay you. I mean, I think there's something very noble about you know signing a, a letter of intent and then uh, working as hard as you can for several years to be on your college team and getting to start at some point and all that sort of thing and you know loyalty and blah blah blah. That's fantastic. On the other hand, if I were, you know, a, a talented 19 or 20-year-old kid right now being offered a whole bunch of money to do things, what would I be doing? Yeah. Would I be chasing the money? This might, uh, by the way, if you think it's bad now, could be getting worse. There is a court case. Uh, suit was filed because currently right now you can transfer without sitting out a year. Right. However, you can only do it once. Mm-hmm. Unless you graduate from whatever school you're at, then you can become a, a, who's suing a graduate. I don't know the who's suing specifically. Um, but he's, he's doing that, you know, Hank Bachmeyer. Yeah, 
Yeah, he but played, he's graduated. He, well, he so played, he can leave. That's true. He yeah. played this year at uh, Louisiana Tech, and he'll be playing next year at Wake Forest. Yeah, but he's graduated, so it's no big deal. Once you graduate, you can go wherever you want. However, there's a new lawsuit um, that is trying to make it so that you can leave for any reason. If you if you try to transfer after transferring once, you do have to sit out a year, and you have to mm-hmm. and you lose a year of. Uh, eligibility. This lawsuit is trying to make it so that you can transfer anytime you want, as many times as you want, and never lose eligibility. So you could, like, like for instance, like every Wednesday, you could feasibly have a quarterback that plays one year for five different NCAA <laughs> teams. Wow, which would be just be crazy. I hope I. I I hope that suit doesn't go through. I, I think it's okay if you want to transfer be- once, but if you're just doing it, you know, every year just to get more money, I don't, I, I don't think that's good for college yeah. football. That's my opinion anyway. 208-336-3700. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Christmas has gotten out of control, but when I was a kid, I wanted to celebrate it. But I couldn't because I'm Jewish. (laughs) But when you compare Christmas to Hanukkah, there's no comparison. Christmas is great. Hanukkah sucks. (laughs) How do we celebrate Hanukkah? We celebrate it with candles. Christians, on Christmas, Santa comes and he brings a ton of stuff. It's unbelievable. It's extraordinary. I go next door to see my best Christian pals. I'll never forget it. And the whole house is filled with boxes. It's like a warehouse. And out back, there's six ponies. Six! (laughs) We were going to buy Princess One, but we loved all of them. (laughs) Merry Christmas! (laughs) People believe that Hanukkah is uh, uh, celebrated for eight days. And that's a liar, liar, pants on fire situation. Most Jewish families don't make it past the fourth day. It doesn't happen. Come on, are we going to light the lights? Uh, no, enough's enough. Uh-huh. <laughs> First night you get socks, second night an eraser, a notebook. It's a back-to-school holiday! <laughs> uh, that's comedian Louis Black uh, on Hanukkah. Today is the uh, final day of Hanukkah, by the way. Uh, ends tonight at uh, sundown. So we're going to celebrate uh, with uh, our Jewish listener uh, this morning. Maybe we have more than one. But right. we're, we're going to celebrate throughout the morning. And yes, don't even ask for it, because I know we're going to get requests. We will give you Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song mm. at some point this morning. Email in, uh, ask, does anybody know what those bright blue flashes were last night around 7.30, 8 o'clock? Uh, yeah, those were uh, meteors from the Gemini meteor showers oh, okay. last night. Now, you you saw blue. They, they're supposedly supposed to kind of be blue-green. Um, I had completely forgot to go out. I wanted to check them out last night. But those flashes, um, and there were up to about apparently 120 per hour yeah, starting I, at sundown last night. I also checked, and there were none inside my house. They uh, were uh, peaking last night, last night uh, into this morning. You'll probably see them this morning. if uh, yeah, It's still dark outside, so you can probably see them still this morning if uh, you want to get out there and... As long as you don't have too much light pollution mm-hmm. where you are at, that's that's the other problem. But yeah, that's what those flashes were. So hopefully, that unless you were speeding and they were behind you, in which case it was that, probably just a. Speaking cop. of that, by the way, I am going to be so happy when the weather temperature drops twenty degrees and we start to get snow or at least freezing rain. Why are you going to be happy? 
for that. Because there is a police officer right now, a very sneaky police officer, that every morning in between Meridian and the Connector mm-hmm. has somebody pulled over for speeding. Wow. And I know that he's there every morning, and I, I, I know that he's pulling people over for speeding, and he's on a motorcycle because a couple of weeks ago I was pulled over and, uh, oh. for speeding. And I admit, I was speeding, and he was very nice. He, he would have been a lot nicer if he wouldn't have given me a ticket. Oh, I was going to say, so you were sighted. I did get a ticket. Um, he said, uh, I was going 78 in uh, 65. He said, the, the nice part was, he goes, I'm going to write this down, that you were going 69 in a uh, 65. He goes, that's going to save you about 100 bucks." So it still cost me $85, he goes, but by doing this, he goes, you're not going to get points against your insurance, and you're going to save about 100 wow. bucks. And I said, thank you, that is nice of you. But every morning now, and, and here's, here's the reason why uh, it's sneaky, you don't see a police officer on a motorcycle alongside the road, at least I, I don't. I can see a car when they're pulled alongside the road, and there's only two reasons for a car to be there. They're broke down, or it's a cop watching for speeders. Mm-hmm. The motorcycle, I thought, I, I didn't even see it until I passed it. Because it's dark, he has his lights off, and it's not very big. So it's so he's more sneaky. ninja-esque. Be aware, if you travel that area, <laughs> uh, don't don't be like me, slow down, because he is out there every morning, that? has been for the last month. What was that? Jim Carrey. Stop breaking the law! <laughs> Shut up. Uh, can't be I'm, not gonna finish, I'm not going to finish the quote. 6.45. Uh, time for another check on sports. Brought to you by Pork Belly. Don't forget the Pork Belly KBOI sweet deal. 9 o'clock this morning. Go to KBOI.com. Get that $50 gift certificate for only 25 bucks. Boise State head men's tennis coach Luke Shields Thursday released the team's 2024 spring schedule. Road trips began January 13th against North Carolina, Columbia, and Tulsa in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. The first home matches will be January 20th when the Broncos will host Idaho State and Lewis Clark State in a doubleheader. The schedule includes non-conference road trips to Oregon, Michigan State, Indiana, Denver, Alabama, and Arizona State and non-conference home matches against Cal Poly, Eastern Washington, Purdue, and the University of Washington. Another day, another All-America team for Boise State sophomore running back Ashton wow, Genty. he has just raked him in. Thursday, Genty was recognized as the first-team all-purpose back. Uh, Genty this season, uh, by ESPN, by the way. Genty this uh, season scored 19 touchdowns and was the only player in the FBS with multiple rushing touchdowns of 50 yards or more and multiple receiving touchdowns of 50 yards or more. So far this season, Genty has been named a first-team All-American by ESPN, the College Football Network, and USA Today, second-team All-American by the Associated Press and the Action Network, and honorable mention All-American by CBS Sports. Genty will lead the Broncos Saturday against UCLA, and the L.A. Bowl kickoff is at 5.30 p.m. at Sports. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. And at the Festivus dinner, you gather your family around, and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. And is there a tree? No, instead there's a pole. Requires no decoration. I find tinsel distracting. <laughs> Frank, this new holiday of yours is scratching me right where I itch. Let's do it then. All right. Festivus is back! I'll get the pole out of the crawl space. <laughs> I bring that up uh, because a week from today, it is uh, Festivus Eve. 
Festivus is now a real holiday, uh, celebrated on the 23rd. Saturday. Saturday. We won't be here on Saturday. But what we are going to do, um, thanks to uh, an idea I stole from a newspaper in Florida, is that every year for Festivus, they have an airing of the grievances. Mm-hmm. So you can send your grievance into the newspaper, and then they'll, they'll put it up for free. They don't even charge you for it. We're going to do the same thing. If you would like to start... Sending your grievances in right now, we will hang on to them, and then throughout the morning next Friday, um, our, which will be our final day uh, of work for the year next Friday, then next Friday we'll read through mm-hmm. all your grievances. We will actually air your grievances. We will air your grievances. We'll have an airing of the grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people! But any grievance that you... Best of us for the rest of us. It could be a serious grievance. Mm -hmm. It could be a grievance, um, for instance, that you you don't like that motorcycle police officer pulling you over. Could be a petty, nonsensical irritant. This one, if this was next Friday, would work as an airing of the grievance. For instance, this is a text message we got in it, 208-336-3700. It says, I have a question for any law enforcement officers who happen to be listening to the radio this morning. Over the past week, driving around Ada County in Boise, I have seen three ISP troopers, two sheriff's officer deputies, and six Boise City police officers. This sounds like the uh, 12 days of Christmas. Uh, Driving and texting or driving and talking on their cell phone. Did you or do you receive an exemption from the law that you are enforcing upon us. Mm, yeah, I think they do. They're allowed to do uh, things that uh, are go along with the line of duty, and, and they have to communicate several different ways while they're while they're working. Yeah, it makes me wonder because I, I agree with you. You know, it would be hard to prove that, like, if they're on the cell phone or texting or whatever, that they didn't need to be. That, that yeah, that it was in the line of duty. It would be very difficult to do that. They probably shouldn't be, but. I'm not a police officer. Right. But if there is a police officer calling, uh, listening this morning, we won't use your name. You can, you can call in anonymously. Unless you, you know, tell us what it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, you could tell us here, but we, you, don't, you don't have to. If you, if you feel like, hey, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, go ahead and do that. 208-336-3700. It's also Open Phones Friday where we talk about anything you want to talk about. A um, couple of things we've got going on as far as this being the giving season. Um, we are giving you another chance. Today's a final chance to get that $50 gift certificate um, to La Peep in Meridian. I didn't get a chance to give you our question just before top of the hour. So this is the Casper and Chris Damn Near Impossible Question brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, 208-888-4128 for all your real estate needs. Uh, our question this morning has to do with the holidays, Christmas movies. Before Disney was able to release the movie The Santa Claus on DVD, VHS, Blu-ray, and Laserdisc, they had to change something in the movie. They had to actually cut out a line that was shown in theaters because of complaints from parents that said it was way too naughty for kids. <laughs> what was this thing that Disney had to cut out of the movie before they released it on uh, DVD because it was very, very naughty? All right, what specifically was it? If you know the answer, stick around at 820. You're going to have a chance to... Uh, Tell us what that is and when. If you do that, you're going to be able to win. Also, right now, for the next three hours, you can text to win a pair of tickets to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. It's going on a week from tomorrow. 
on uh, Festivus. On Festivus, yeah. You'll be able to celebrate Festivus. I believe French fries is one of the traditional Festivus foods. Yeah. I, I think. I don't, I don't know for sure. Um, but th- this will be a pair of tickets that you can win. You're going to text in right now, 208-336-3700. Um, and we had so much fun with what your, what is your favorite potato. This has to do more with the game. And by the way, the game next week, known as much for the football as it is for the pregame festivities that will get underway very early in the morning. And there's a lot of stuff. We keep mentioning that Orida fries up two tons of French fries and yeah. you're, you're able to get free French fries. That's just some of the tailgating that goes on. Um, so our, our thing this morning that you can text us, text us, what's your favorite tailgate food? You're, if you're going to the game. Or even if you don't go oh, to the yeah. game, but you go to BSU games. A lot of people have unusual things, but yeah. they are traditions with them. What is your favorite tailgating food? That's all you have to do. Text us what it is. I'm not looking for a recipe. Right. Just tell us what it is. 208-336-3700. Favorite tailgate food. Share that with us this morning. You will have until just before 9 o'clock to text us, and we'll pick one at random, and they will get that free pair of tickets once again this morning to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. One to uh, talk about here real quickly. I just want to bring this up, and we're because this is just one of the things we're going to talk about when it comes to racism and discrimination. Um, we talked about the president of Harvard University, and the school is standing behind her, having and, and they're they're standing behind her because of the pressure she got. When she well, appeared wanna, in front of Congress. You don't want to stand in front of her. You could get hit with a tomato. So they want her to stay. They said they're not going to push for her to resign, and they're definitely not going to fire her. However, I, I'm, and this is something I predicted, I mm-hmm. don't think she's going to hold on to her job. And I, and I still don't get think that that's going to happen. And if she does, um, it will be shocking to me. Um, the person who she, she's getting a lot of accusations of plagiarism. And one of the people that she had allegedly plagiarized, and by the way, uh, the person, Carol Swain, says she did plagiarize, is pissed. She said, I rarely get angry, but I am angry. She wrote that on X right now about the racial double standards that are temporarily giving Claudine Gray an opportunity to resign. White progressives created her. White progressives are protecting her. The rest of us have had to work our rear ends off to achieve success, and some get it handed to them. Swain, who said that the plagiarism that she's being accused of goes far beyond a few paragraphs, and that Gay's whole research agenda, her whole career, was based on my work, unquote. Here's my question for you, and then we'll, we'll get into sports. This is something we're going to talk about um, if this, if Gay was a Claudine Gay was a white man who was president at Harvard University right now, would they still have their job? This is just an opinion. Would they still have their job? Carol Swain, who claims that her stuff was stolen, said she would not have her job right now if she were a white male president at Harvard University. What do you think? 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wallace. We'll take some of your phone calls uh, coming up after bottom of the hour. If you want to text or email in right now, you can do that. Chris at KBOI.com or Mike at KBOI.com. Time for another check on sports. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. They're open as they are every morning, seven days a week, beginning at 7 a.m. 
in their last two games, the Las Vegas Raiders are averaging 31.5 points. Sunday, the Raiders lost to the Vikings 3 nothing. Then last night, they beat the Chargers <laughs> on Thursday night football 63-21. to Wow. 63 is the highest ever score by a Raiders team. It's also the highest point total ever given up by the Chargers. Las Vegas led 42 nothing at halftime. That is the new Raiders record for largest halftime lead. It's also the second highest halftime lead in NFL history. Raiders quarterback Aiden O'Connell threw four touchdown passes in the game and no interceptions. The schedule of the 2024 Mountain West Conference football games was released Thursday. In 2024, Boise State will have home games against Nevada, San Diego State, Utah State, and Washington State, and road games at Hawaii, San Jose State, Nevada, Las Vegas, and Wyoming. Oregon State and Portland State will also visit Albertson Stadium for non-conference games, and there will be road games at Georgia Southern and Oregon. The Ducks and Broncos have canceled the second game of their scheduled three-game football series. The two schools signed a contract for a three-game series in 2018, planning games in Eugene in 2024 and 2026, and one game in Boise in 2025. It's only the game scheduled for Boise, that has been canceled because of that. Oregon will pay Boise State two point six million total to participate in the two games in Eugene. That's sports. Traffic, weather, news, sports, and more. Casper and Chris News Talk KBOI. Now, uh, Dow set another record yesterday. The Dow is up a thousand points this week. That's um, impressive. Yeah, I, my my question to you, and I know this is trying to time the market once again, is. Um, when does it? When do we start to see people go? Okay, I need to take some profits here. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it's a it depends answer, right? And I think if we're going to look at this on a movement of the grander market, so to speak, you're going to see that from more institutional money. So I, I don't necessarily think we're going to see a big pull out. I think we've seen a tremendous amount of money moved over to cash because you're essentially getting a risk-free rate of close to 5%. And we've seen a lot of that happen through the year of investors taking advantage of higher interest rates of something that we haven't been afforded for a long time. So now the question now becomes with the Federal Reserve Central Bank alluding to interest rates coming down in 2024, I think you're going to see this uh, migration of cash going into likely fixed income, these beat up sector groups to include your value stocks, which is, includes a lot of Dow components. I think that's why we've seen some better participation or some better performance out of the Dow over the past week or so and out of the Russell 2000, which is your small and mid cap companies. But again, there's still the S&P 500 is still chugging along. You still have the Nasdaq gaining because there's still the optimism around technology. I mean, you know, things are looking relatively flat this morning. But if you're looking at some individual companies that are looking well, I mean, you have Intel. They they are looking to get into the artificial intelligence craze, trying to compete with Nvidia and, and AMD. They had, they unveiled that they have some new chips that are really going to be geared towards supplying um, their their customers with chips that can support the software that runs generative artificial intelligence. And that's getting a good bump up almost 3% pre-market trading. You had Costco reporting earnings. Shares are up almost 2%. Interesting about Costco for all you members out there to kind of diving into that earnings call. Um, it, a, a membership increase might be on the horizon. They didn't discount it completely. And they said, basically, it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. 
But overall, I think we're going to, I mean, we're going to book a, a seventh positive week in a row for the Dow Jones Industrial Average. I mean, overall, things are looking good. Now, you do have some Fed members that are walking back a little bit of that enthusiasm, which could cause some volatility. You also have some activity on the technical side today where you have a lot of options, contracts, and derivatives and futures contracts expiring, which could cause a little bit of volatility today. But overall, things are still trending in the positive direction for the week. And I think that'll continue going into the end of the year. All right. So it looks like uh, for those of you who have stocks, um, you didn't think you were going to be able to afford Christmas this year, uh, start buying. Because it looks like you're going to have a Merry Christmas. It's time in the market, not time <laughs> oh, in the market. Oh, oh right? got it. Yep. <laughs> All right, we'll keep an eye on things. We'll see where we open. Flats, S&P, uh, Dow, NASDAQ is up right now, head of the opening. Uh, we'll get some updates throughout the day and talk to you again Monday morning. Thanks, gents. Broadcasting from the Auto Ranch Group Studios on 93.1 FM and 670 AM, we are News Talk KBOI. We weren't very religious. We had a menorah, a Hanukkah menorah on a dimmer. You know what I'm saying? So, and we had a little Hanukkah bush. We had a Christmas tree. I was going nuts. We, it wasn't Hanukkah. It wasn't Christmas. Uh, we had Hanukkah. We celebrated Hanukkah. But Christmas, Christmas is very cool because you get everything at once. But Hanukkah, you know, it's seven nights. The first night you get the best gifts, and then it gets sort of crappy towards the end. And. <laughs> And, you know, like the seventh day, you go, wow, thanks, Pop. You know, like an eight by ten glossy of, uh, you know, soupy sales or something. And I love the super, don't get me wrong. I just that. Uh, and then New Year's Eve was a drag. We'd go to my grandmother's uh, apartment in Brooklyn, and we'd, at midnight, we'd watch our hopes drop, you know, and uh, <laughs> we'd have our excuse makers, and we'd be shaking those things, and we'd play musical arguments. That was hip. You know, when the yelling stopped, find a bridge chair. And then we took that. <laughs> Uh, we are, we're celebrating with, uh, that, was that Paul Reiser? Yeah, that, yeah. that, no, that was Richard Lewis. Oh, was Richard it? Richard Lewis, okay. yeah. Um, celebrating the final day of Hanukkah today with, uh, those of you who have the Jewish persuasion, like Nate Shellman. He's half, half Jewish. Mm-hmm. So he will be halfway, uh, celebrating today. Um, Hanukkah ends at sunset tonight. He, he did something nice for me the other day and I told him he was a half saint. <laughs> Which he he could be right, because he's half Catholic, right? Half Jewish. Um, he gets the both best of wo- both worlds. He gets eight. Well, that, I was going to say eight great days of uh, gifts, but it sounds like there's three or four days, and then crappy gifts. The final four yeah. days, we've had two straight well, comedians who his, say you get crappy days after the start also, gets underway. Also, his parents have passed on, so chances are none of that matters that much anyway. Yeah. Uh, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Don't forget, we are letting you text right now. We've got another pair of tickets we're giving away to the uh, Idaho Famous Potato Bowl coming up next Saturday on Festivus, by the way. Uh, you want those tickets. All we're looking for you is to text, what is your favorite tailgating food? That's it. Could be something as uh, easy as pudding, which somebody has texted this morning. Pudding is a tailgate food. Okay, it's your favorite. There's no wrong answers. Um, this one, however, is way better. Bacon jalapeno poppers. That's a good one. Okay. I'm, text. I'm on board. Text your favorite tailgating food this morning. Something that you use when you go tailgating. Go ahead and text it to 208-336-3700. One person will be chosen at random to get that uh, pair of tickets to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl.
Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. It is Open Phones Friday, where we'll talk about anything you want to talk about. Um, still uh, taking your phone calls and uh, emails, by the way, Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. You can also uh, text us on the... I, I I don't know how big a deal it is, you know. Looking from the outside at Harvard University, you say, "How can uh, the president get away with the things she's she's apparently gotten away with in over the last month?" Um, however, the regents and everybody at the university said that they're not going to ask for Claudine Gray's uh, resignation. Um, that they support her and that she will remain as president. Mm. It's going to be interesting to see if she can continue to do that with the more and more information that is coming out on the plagiarism that she apparently has done during her time at Harvard. Could be a false accusation. It's easy. The accusation, though, is easy to to check on, right? I would imagine so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Carol Swain isn't going to make that accusation and say that it's more than just a paragraph or two that she stole from her. Um, without being able to say, look, this is taken word for word from exactly yeah. what I wrote if, if she, she can, used it in her thesis. Right, if she can prove that she published hers ahead of when uh, the college president published hers, then that'll be all there is to that. One of the questions we're asking this morning, and by the way, uh, Swain was asked the same question, what would happen if this was a white person that was doing this under these circumstances? She replied, I'm quoting here, a white male would probably already be gone, unquote. Email in uh, regarding the Harvard uh, press still keeping job, if uh, president still keeping the job, if it was helped by a white male uh, after the same congressional ter- uh, testimony, I think we all know the answer. After watching the testimony, I would say she's the uh, only there because they needed to fill a demographic quota. Definitely not the sharpest tool in the shed. It's too bad that 98%, including Idaho, fill university president yeah, positions um, based on demographic quotas and not I, on qualifications. I Let wouldn't. me finish. And accomplishments, the liberals are in control of universities uh, hiring. That, that is not how they choose the president of Harvard. It's also not true. True. There's not 98% of presidents that are women of or women or women of color um, in the United States. No. And, and even in Idaho, all you have to do is look at Idaho. Idaho University, uh, C. Scott Green, male. Idaho State, a male, Kim Satterley. Uh, BSU does have a female, Marlene Trump. College of Idaho uh, has two male, white male presidents. Their co-presidents, LCSC, uh, does have a, a female Cynthia Pemberta. So it's not even 50% in Idaho, yeah. as you claim that was 98%. And I, it, it, once again, hiring some, someone based on you don't. your color is illegal. That, you that, don't that is get to be the president of Harvard just by being passed along. There's no chance of that. Yeah. Now, are they protecting her because of her race now? That argument no. could probably be made. They might think she's not guilty. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Time for a final check on sports. Brought to you by Pork Billy and Cuna. Don't forget, 9 o'clock, $50 gift certificate, only 25 bucks. It's our KBOI sweet deal. Be ready to go to KBOI.com. Click on the sweet deal link.
The new Boise State defensive coordinator is Eric Chenander. This season, Chenander served as assistant head coach and defensive line coach for the Broncos, while new head coach Spencer Danielson was the defensive coordinator. Chenander previously was the defensive coordinator at Central Florida and Nebraska and has coached at Oregon and Northern Iowa and spent one year for the Philadelphia Eagles as a linebackers coach. Boise State heads head men's tennis coach Luke Shields Thursday released the team's 2024 spring schedule. Road trips began January 13th against North Carolina, Columbia, and Tulsa in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. The first home matches will be January 20th when the Broncos will host Idaho State and Lewis-Clark State in a doubleheader. The schedule includes non-conference road trips to Oregon, Michigan State, Indiana, Denver, Alabama, and Arizona State, and non-conference home matches against Cal Poly, Eastern Washington, Purdue, and the University of Washington. That's sports. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. Next Friday, mark it on your calendar. Now, you can already start taking part in this if you want. We are going to have an airing of the grievances. We're going to let you air your grievances. Mm-hmm. Next if you'd Friday like, will be Festivus <clears throat> Eve. If you'd like, you can text either Chris or myself right now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to begin right now. I, I'm, I'm not going to wait till next week because I'm so upset that I have a grievance um, to file with you and Derek. Do you? Yes, I do. Okay. A few cuss words were said last night. Um, after uh, by, I took by you, by me. Yeah. Okay. You may have even heard them. I said them loud enough. Uh, um, after I waste, I can't say I did. I didn't waste it because I absolutely loved it. Um, but because uh, you guys had talked so much about leave the world behind, <laughs> that I took the time last night, and I took the two hours out of my life, and I watched it. And as I'm watching it, I'm sitting here realizing it's like this is a fantastic movie. I, I love the suspense. I love the drama. The acting was good. The story, the premise, everything fantastic until the final two minutes of the movie, and it ruined the whole thing. Worst <laughs> ending of a movie in the history of movie making of everything I've ever seen. Really? Come on. Oh, my God. It ruined the movie for me. <laughs> I thought it tied it up pretty nice. Yeah, it was friends. I, yeah, I what did tie, it didn't tie up anything. Ding, dee, 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 yeah, ding, 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 it ding. tied up nothing. It no just, I, I sat there and I looked at an empty screen and I'm sitting there going, okay, they must have looked at their watch and go, oh, that's two hours. We can't go any further than that. And um, we don't well, have an I ending mean, for the movie, so let's just do that this. Was, that was kind of nice of them anyway, wasn't it? I would have much rather had another hour to that movie. Do you know my wife? While we were watching, she goes, it's going to end with the little girl watching Friends. And it did. Oh, you just ruined it for everybody. Spoiler alert! That was Chris. Derek. That was Chris talking. Derek. Yeah, that wasn't. I was very careful not to ruin the ending for anybody. It wasn't my voice, but it must have been me that said that. I guess. (laughs) I'm never on the show. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Thank. Thank you guys for. And and the crazy part is, I loved the movie, uh, but the ending just absolutely ruined it for me. The movie was fantastic. I want a bunker like that. I I want a house like that. Heck with a bunker. <laughs> that bunker you can was have so, the, you, so nice. You can, you can have no, the I'm upper half. To, I will take no, the bunker. No, I'm talking about the bunker. Oh. The bunker was so fabulous that I would take that as a house. It was nicer than my house. By a long shot. 
But I, I think in this, I don't think this is going to ruin it for anybody. I think the one thing we did learn, I can, I can say, I, I take one thing away from that movie, and it's on Netflix. It's one of the most watched things on Netflix right now. Um, leave the world behind. The one thing you can take away is don't throw away your DVDs. <laughs> don't throw away. Okay. A lot of people are getting rid of them because nobody, you know, you you can still buy them. I think, but you can't buy a DVD player anymore. I think the underlying message of the movie was. Fairly simple. I think it was, hey, we're doomed. (laughs) (laughs) And we can't come up with an ending of that, so let's just end it this way. Yeah, so there's my grievance. Um, that th- there would be an airing of the grievance that okay. I have that we would read next week. But I, there was there no way I was not holding on to that grievance until next week. We will, we will, we will inform the people of Netflix. Oh, man. Um. If you would like to get your grievance in now, we will hold on to them. Uh, go ahead and email Chris at KBOI.com and uh, Mike at KBOI.com, and we will spend next Friday, which is, as Chris mentioned, Festivus Eve, celebrating with the airing of the grievances. And then at the very end of the show, Chris and I will uh, end, because Festivus ends with feats yeah. of strength, and right. then, and Chris and I will have a feats of uh, strength at the end of the show to uh, wrap things up next week. We, we ha- Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. According to the latest sales data released from Boise Regional Realtors, there was a 26% decline in existing homes for sale from November of last year to this past November, and a nearly 10% drop from this October to November. CBS2 reports between new construction and existing homes for sale in November, there was a total of 1,363 homes available. The lower inventory and high prices combined for a drop in the number of homes sold in Ada County, that being 523 total homes sold in November, 366 were resale, and 157 were new construction homes. 807, are you ready for the housing market to go nuts again? And a lot of people sitting on the sidelines. Probably not. For the last year, as you just heard right there, with the big drop in uh, housing sales. I guess I'm sort of in it right now. Yeah, because you're 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 looking for uh, a rent. Yeah, first you still want a rental, right? First uh, of all, or are you open to either one? I'm open to whatever, but uh, what chances are we'll move into a rental first? Interest rates um, have dropped over a point here recently. That's I mean, you're talking a really really big drop. Growth is steady and inflation is cooling, which is why the Fed now forecasts that it could cut interest rates three times next year. In anticipation of that, mortgage rates have just dropped below 7% for the first time since August. So if you are taking out a $400,000 mortgage at today's rates, your monthly payment at $2,648 is $230 cheaper than two months ago when those rates were at 8%. Still not quite that 2 or 3% rate that a lot of homeowners locked in but it is a sliver of relief in an incredibly challenging market. Why might the uh, market take off? And specifically, I'm talking about uh, people who are in our area listening, Mm -hmm. um, because there's a lot of people that are just waiting for interest rates to come down. They've got the money. They're ready to buy a house. They want to buy a house, but they don't... Want to waste thousands of dollars? Yeah. And and as you just heard there, in the last month, $230 less. 
on a payment on, really on, a, on an average house. Yeah, and and that's just in the last month. Now, um, interest rates fell again yesterday. I saw one place posting interest rates uh, you could find for as low as 6.6% yesterday. Mm-hmm. Remember, back in August, they were nearly 8%. Now, still a far cry away, as she mentioned, from, you know, the 3% that we were, right. you know, a couple of years ago. Um, the head of the National Association of Realtors, President um, Tracy Casper, who, by the way, is also my lesser half. I can say that because she's still not in town. Um, appeared on Also, you way more than she <laughs> On CNBC's uh, The Exchange with Kelly Evans yesterday to talk about what she sees in the coming year. For the housing market. So what are buyers, because we do have still such a pent-up buyer pool that's just been waiting on the sidelines. The interest rates rose so quickly that it took so many of them out of the market. So we are starting to feel them come back in. They're going to finally start to be successful. The affordability factor, of course, comes into that first and foremost. So we're, we're excited about that news. We're tentative about that news, meaning we know that while those buyers are coming in, the other thing we're facing is that we still have a shortage of inventory. We do not have enough houses to Ad, um, adequately take care of that demand that's out there. So we're watching that. We're going to be talking a lot to our sellers and helping them recognize opportunities in the market. So yeah, things should start be churning again. It's very, very different. I mean, covering the real estate crisis in 06 and everything went up and down at the same time. To see a market where the existing market is frozen, but home builder stocks are at an all-time high is truly bizarre. Just kind of what's your firsthand experience in Boise? I mean, are prices coming down? Is that going to be one lever of normalization here or, or are they staying high? Well, there's a couple of factors in play, and you touched on both of them. It's interesting because we have such a lack of inventory that the builders are the gap fillers. They're the ones that are being successful in the market right now. They're doing a lot to help incentivize those buyers by offering rate down by you know incentives and that sort of thing to help get them in the market. It's that existing inventory that we really are crunched on. So with regards to this market kind of moving and churning, Having that inventory come on, having the the builders be successful, having the buyers now be successful, we're seeing such a normalization of the market, and it's something that is very welcome, to be honest. We were looking for this kind of uh, normalization maybe in that 2018, 2019. Hmm. We thought 2020 would be that year, and then we have the pandemic. So having those two years of these super sweeping high increasing double digit year over year increases in pricing that's really what has stymied the market so now here we are over the last 18 months and things have normalized the market has only increased about four percent those are the single digit increases we've been waiting for and they're here and we're we're looking forward to that that's a good normal market so let me she goes on to also say um talk about if interest rates continue to drop um, why you're going to see an increase in home prices. And basically, people are not going to see the savings that they think that they're going to see um, because of the interest rate drop. In history, are they ever? Have they ever? Um, that's true. That's true. And you, if you're a homeowner, you don't want to see prices you know, necessarily drop. I've got my entire future plans if <laughs> nothing ever changes from the way it is right now. But here's, uh, as I mentioned, she went on to, to say that as interest rates drop, and, and I'll say if, if you start to see interest rates that begin with a five again, um, you're going to start to see multiple offers on homes. It drives up the price of the home. So all of a sudden, the money you're saving on your home. If it gets down to five, that's where the, the 
that's where the cutoff is for a lot of people. No, right? I, yeah, I, I think that if you see anything that starts with a five, like right now it's it's six point six. Yeah, if you see five point seven five, five point eight, something like that, um, if it ever gets back to there next year, and there there are predictions that it could be to that point next year, um, that you're going to see everybody who has been waiting to buy the home jump in, and that's going to drive the housing price up. So all the money that gets saved is going to be lost again uh, from the interest rates. It's going to be lost because the price of the house is going up because you're having to bid against three or four people. I don't know if it's going to happen, but that's that's kind of a prediction because the, there's so many people on the sidelines right now. I always want the Fed to come on and say, okay, we're going to have a one-day sale. <laughs> By the way, this is crazy, too. Um, interest rates at 8%, yeah. right? And there are a lot of people that are buying at 8% you know, because saying, I'll get it at 8% and then I'll wait for the interest rates to go down and I'll just refinance. Refinance rates last week, do you know what they were? No. 20%. So you, you don't, you're not seeing people that have 3% interest rates refinancing. It's the people that have above, you know. Above 20? 6.8%, 7%. So they're already right. starting to refinance. Because an increase of 20% in refinancing um, on our mortgage rate in one week is, is pretty huge. Okay. KBOI News Time, uh, 8.13. Um, coming up next, we've got a $50 gift certificate once again. We're going to give away to LaPeep. Final chance to get your LaPeep gift certificate, by the way, with a Casper and Chris damn near impossible question, which we will get to right after Bronco Sports today. Or Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, uh, working you through the process. Is it a good time to buy? Is it a good time to sell? They can help you answer that question. All you have to do is call right now at 208-888-4128. Doug is going to get first crack at our question today. Doug, before Disney could release the movie The Santa Claus on uh, DVD, VHS, Blu-ray, and Laserdisc, they had to change something about the movie. They had to cut a line out because of complaints from parents that it was way, way, way too naughty for kids. Doug, what was the specific thing, the line that Disney had to cut from the movie The Santa Claus? It was from Tim Allen giving Tim Allen's character giving his ex a piece of paper that had that said about the um, real sex hotline. <laughs> Close, close, close enough. This, this is the actual line that Disney cut. Here's Neil's mom's number in case. One eight hundred spank me. I know that number. And a merry Christmas to you too. Now, why did parents complain? Uh, it wasn't because specifically the line. Turns out, one eight hundred spank me was actually a real <laughs> sex hotline, and kids were calling the number. And parents were appalled. I thought maybe it was because kids literally don't know what spankings are anymore. <laughs> um, so if you want, I don't, I don't know if this line is still available. Go ahead, give it a call this morning. 1-800-SPANK-ME. See if it uh, still works. I, we can't do it here because we would get in trouble for um, if it actually does work from HR. But uh, if you could let us know if that line um, is still open. 1-800-SPANK-ME. We'd appreciate it. Doug, congratulations. You've got a $50 gift certificate to La Peep in Meridian. Hang on. Uh, we'll get some more info from you. Um, don't forget, still on the way. We're going to give away one more pair of tickets to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. We're in the process of doing that right now. If you want to text in, if you want to text in what your favorite go-to tailgate party food is, just do that. That's it. No right or wrong answer. We just need you to text that in, um, and then we'll choose one of those at random just before 10 o'clock today, and they will get the final pair of tickets 
once again to the uh, Idaho, famous Idaho Potato Bowl, which is going on next Saturday. We'll take a break. We've got news coming up here at the bottom of the hour. We've already had one story on racism that we talked about this morning uh, having to do with the president of Harvard University. Um, in just a little bit, we were we, the question we ask, and if you want to still weigh in, if that were a white male who is president of Harvard, would that person already be gone? Um, we have another question that we're going to ask for you, having to do with holiday parties. Is it discrimination? Is it racism? If you have a holiday party at your work and you only invite one certain colored people, you send out the invitation to everybody and realize, oh, whoops, this is just for this colored people, not you, so you guys are in, uninvited. Mm-hmm. Is that racism? The person who did it said, nope, the only mistake she made was accidentally sending out the email. We'll talk about that story and get your input on that coming up. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 8.38, it is 28 degrees in downtown Boise. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in. It's Friday, and that means open phones Friday. That means you uh, can call in and talk about anything you want to talk about. You can email and talk about anything you want to talk about as we jump around on subjects, which we'll do right now, as a matter of fact. <laughs> uh, before we get into that, though, just want to remind you, uh, we are still giving you, got about an hour and a half left to text your favorite go-to tailgate food. That's it. Everybody who texts has a chance to get those free pair of tickets. We'll give those away coming up before 10 o'clock this morning. Uh, out of everybody who texts in, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just, what's your favorite? Seven-layer bean dip. Now, if I could... Ooh, I love seven-layer yeah, bean dip. If I could say there was right answers, there's a right answer right there. Pulled pork sliders. Another good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite so far, just because there's bacon. So far, I think it's the only bacon one involved. Jalapeno bacon poppers. Yeah, yes, sir. I, I can't think of anything wrong with uh, that. <laughs> Keep them coming in. 208-336-3700. Uh, we'll pick one at random, and you'll get those free pair of uh, tickets. Uh, email mike at kboi.com. Fits right into the uh, Open Phones Friday. Good morning, Mike and Chris. What is the deal with the White House Christmas video featuring drag queens? What is the fascination with drag queens, LGBTQ? I am an LP plus whatever else there's with a, this administration. There's Who a White cares? House video with, with drag queens. Yeah, the, uh, apparently the first hmm. lady put out a video. She's kind of getting criticized. It, it's, a, it's a strange video. It's a weird video. Well, I mean, you, you said drag queens, so yeah, it was. So, I mean, even beyond the fact that just drag queens being in it, it just hmm. it's not what you would call a traditional holiday type video that you would expect i guess from the white house but once again art is in the eye of the beholder so you know even though you may hate it and other people may think it's weird there might be some people that say hey that's fantastic i love it that's very artful (laughs) so that's the answer yeah hey people who like this sort of thing will find this the sort of thing (laughs) they like 
Um, Mike in Boise uh, writes an email, says, Good morning. Ignoring congressional subpoenas is nothing new. Republicans initiated this modern action. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, fellow Republican Representative Scott Perry, Jim Jordan, Andy Biggs, and Mo Brooks ignored subpoenas from the January 6th hearings. Why are Republicans just now howling like hungry wolves about it? Um, it's, it's the difference between them being... Uh, elected officials and the individual we were talking about right. yesterday not being an elected official. You, me, Hunter, Steve Bannon um, can't can't ign- ignore. No. Um, and by the way, this isn't the first time that Republicans have howled about it. It's not the first time that Democrats have howled about um, Republicans. Eric Holder back when in 2012, mm-hmm. um, Obama's Attorney General um, ignored a subpoena back in 2012. He is not an elected official, even though he was a member of like Biden's. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they that was, you know, over Obama, over 10 cabinet, years ago. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah, it's not it's not the first time that and Chris summed it up the best. They're not going to vote. They're elected. It's the same reason why you're not going to see um, elected officials vote term limits for themselves. <laughs> right. Kind of the, uh, the same idea. They like to keep their options open. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or they're not going to do something that could, in sometime in the future, not benefit them. I think it's the best way you could yeah. say that. I mean, um, if it's just for the good of the country and not themselves personally, yeah. then what, what? Why do it? What good is it? Uh, ben, listening in Richland, Washington, this, this morning. Ben, I just I, I have a question for you. I know you're listening online. Um, I have a couple of kids that live in uh, Richland. Can you pick us up? On 670 AM, or have you even ever tried? Yes, um, I, I can at nighttime. Okay. Late, like, and even I have a, a log home in uh, Bonus Ferry, Idaho. It's when I'm listening to the football game, you know, the show that comes on after mm-hmm. the football game. Mm-hmm. I can get it there at night, but not during the day. Okay. Yeah, directionally, we, uh, we point north during the night and more south during the daytime. So, uh, Ben... You wanted to talk about the transfer uh, portal. Yes, I, I just think it's really unfair to the fan base and to the, the universities, and it also was going to create the haves and the have-nots even more so. Um, I feel like if you choose a school, you should sign a contract that you cannot leave. But if you decide that you said, you know, like, we will take you, but you're going to leave your options to join the, uh, the porthole, Okay, this is the deal. If you do that, we can cut you at any time if we can find a better player than you. So let's say you're a running back and you're, you're good and you've got a chance. And you say, well, I'll come to your school, but I want to leave my options open. I'll say, that's fine. We're going to leave our options yeah. open too. So if somebody comes down the road that's better than you, that means we're going to kick you out of our school. We're going to give that kid the scholarship. Because if you can look for a better date, why shouldn't we be able to look for a better day at Boise State, like like Green? Now he's going in. The, he's going in the portal. We we uh, schooled him, we raised him up, and now he's going to bail just because there's a a prettier date. I just think that's it's going to destroy college football. And you know, all you're going to have is the Alabamas, the you know the the big tier schools are going to get all the cash, and they're going to get all the best players, and everybody else will be less for it. And I think. I think when Boise State beat Oklahoma in that football game, I think that helped college football throughout the nation because it gave everybody a chance. You know what? We can do this too. Um, and I know more people watched football after that 
than they never did before. You started following their school more and just, you know, nationwide got into college football yeah. even more. Um, thank you for the call, Ben. And, you know, it's not just going to be the small schools, and I bring it up because you brought up Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma lost their entire starting offensive line. They all transferred. They lost their starting quarterback and their starting running back as they are getting ready to move into a new conference. Think about that. There is a power conference, a team with a lot of tradition, and for whatever reason, whether it's they don't like the coach or they're going someplace else that is offering Mm -hmm. more money, every returning offensive line, which I think their entire offensive line was supposed to return next year, transferred. Now they're not going to. And now they're not going to. So it's not just hurting the power or the non-power five. Um, if you look at the, there's 85 quarterbacks at last count that entered the transfer portal. Some of those are leaving really good programs. The Ohio State quarterback. Is there a better program in football than Ohio State has been over the last couple of decades? I don't know. Alabama, maybe? Maybe Alabama. But he's not transferring to Alabama. He's not, yeah, he's just transferring away from Ohio State. Ohio State puts well, and the thing is, large it's, it's number nice of that players still, into the NFL. It is nice that they still have that option because there's such a thing as your life going you know, uh, poorly uh, based on where you decided to go to school or you know, who you decided to play for, something like that. Maybe you just don't like your situation and would like to get out of it and do something different. It's nice to have that option. On the other hand, we see people who seem to have a good starting job at a decent a school with a decent team, and we see them just kind of leaving for what seems like no good reason, and that's what feels like it's ruining the game. Yeah. I I can ask, too, in, in Ashton Jenny is a perfect example, and you had a couple of stories in sports this morning. Mm-hmm. If Ashton Jenny is playing at a different school, does he get all the awards that he has won this year had he not been at Boise State? I'm talking about if he goes, if he's playing at Alabama, if he's at Texas, if he's at Ohio State or Michigan, does he win all the awards this year as a sophomore that he won yeah. if he's playing? I don't think he does. No, way of, he gets, no way of knowing, but a lot of those schools he probably couldn't even he start could, for, yeah, even he pro- though he is really great and exactly. has shown that he's really great. Uh, physically, they might just have somebody else in mind. Exactly. And I think that's why Boise State is able, and unfortunately part of the reason why they're going to lose players, they're able to get these players who come in like Ashton Jenny and start playing as a freshman Mm -hmm. and play a lot as a freshman and then as a junior, and then they go, all right, now I've proven myself. Nobody wanted me out of high school. Now everybody wants me. I can go make some money someplace else. Or as Ashton Jenny did, made a lot of money here at Boise State, $300,000 in cash, uh, upgrade on his car and a place to live. So he ended up staying that, and he said he, he also feels loyal to the program because they gave him a chance, and he loves the program. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Take a break. It is Open Phones Friday. If you want to get through, here's your chance. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 854, it is Open Phones Friday, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also email us if you want to get through. We understand you can't always call on Open Phones Friday, but email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Ted uh, writes in, so if a police officer has special training to use their devices to make it legal for them to use, 
Why can't that training be offered to regular citizens so we can properly use our devices in cars? Ted, I'm going to say it again. And this is something my mom used to say uh, to us kids all the time. Growing up, Mm -hmm. do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, And and the question earlier, for those of you who didn't catch it, was... They see policemen all the time who are using their cell phones and various other pieces of equipment in their car. Why do they get to do it and we don't? And my answer was just that, well, you know, they are working and it's part of what they do, so it's kind of necessary. But apparently people wanted more than that. Um, Mike writes in says, something else that my uh, USAA bank has been advertising uh, recently is the no money down loans for veterans um, have a safe weekend and slow down. You're supposed to be a good example of, to the youth of our community. Shut up. <laughs> hmm? so terrible. What now? Oh, he told me that I'm supposed to slow down because I'm supposed to be a good example to the youth of our community. Slow I, down. Slow down what? Slow down talking? What no, I was driving. Remember, I talked oh, about getting my right. speeding when ticket. Got, when you got your speeding ticket. Okay, I see. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was way off base because... Uh, <laughs> forgotten about that you shut your mouth when you talk to me there we go um another when, question was what's his name's mother when i ask you a question <laughs> you keep your trap shut <laughs> is that clear yes. answer me <laughs> uh, another email question who died and gave disney the right to choose what i can and cannot watch or hear how ridiculous um well actually the the, the company um who make the movie gave themselves the right disney they can decide what they put, oh. what you can and can't hear. They get it themselves, yeah. Yeah. Um, this this person was asking the question about our damn near impossible question. They had to cut a line from the movie because it said one eight hundred spank me. It turned out to be a real um, yeah. sex sex line number that kids were calling. So, the, oopsie, kids, little kids were actually calling a line called spank me. It seems like they want to avoid that. Just about. <laughs> well, maybe they like to hear it other. Other kids getting spanked, and surprise, it was not uh, other because, kids that were getting spanked. Yeah, they're, 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 they're probably not into spanking for any other reason <laughs> than as punishment. Uh, I'm going to talk myself really into yeah, a corner I, here Yeah, I at would some leave point. it right there. Um, another, yeah, uh, I, I will leave it there. Thank email. You. So is there an official Festivus poll? If so, where do I get one? Well, yes, there is. You can find them on Amazon, believe it or not. You can also make your own. It's just a single aluminum pole. We did this for a radio station promotion mm-hmm. that we did years ago. We had an aluminum pole, and then all we did was wrap Christmas and lights around it. Good grief. Was that a popular thing? It, oh, my God. There had to be 300 fu- people was, that, that showed fun, up to that, that stupid thing. That was Fuddruckers, right? Yeah. yeah. In the old Fuddruckers. We, had a, we thought we'd have 20, 30 people, and there was over 300 people. We had feats of strength, airing of the grievances, all sorts of things like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can get a Festivus poll, or you can very are easily the, make your own. Are the couple dozen people here yet, Mike? <laughs> uh, yeah, they're here. Go get more. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Into the final hour of the show this morning. It is Open Phones Friday. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, Fridays is a day that... We'll talk about anything you want to talk about. doesn't have to remain on subject. And we've already had uh, a whole bunch of different things coming up this morning that we have talked about. Uh, Also, this is the final hour. You'll have up until just before 10 o'clock to uh, 
go ahead and text. What is your favorite go-to tailgate food? Just the food. All right. Don't need the recipe, just the food. Um, and then uh, we'll pick one person at random from all those that receive uh, uh, just before 10 o'clock to get another pair of tickets to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. All right. So go ahead and uh, get those in this morning also. Um, I wanted to uh, get to this today because this uh, basically goes into talking about one of the other subjects of racism and discrimination that we talked about this morning. We talked about the president of uh, Harvard University um, and asked the question, would this person still be the president of Harvard University if they had been white? No right or wrong answer. If you want to still weigh in on that, you can. Um, There's another story out of Boston this week. Boston's Mayor Michelle Wu facing severe backlash for hosting a holiday party exclusively for electeds of color this week now she has defended the event claiming that there would be more times for people of all races to come together in the future Wu's party sparked controversy from the start as invitations were accidentally sent to all 13 members of the city council however within 15 minutes the invitations were rescinded for the seven white council members as per the boston herald report Seven white council members were uninvited to the party, while the six people of color were still invited. However, Wu remains unfazed and does not regret her actions. My question uh, to this is, once again, what would happen if the mayor of Boston was white and was going to have an exclusive party? What happens if the mayor was white and decided just to invite white council members? I see they've even chosen a party theme already. Exactly. Now, Wednesday night, just before the party, when asked if she believed the gathering was at the very least divisive, I mean, she wasn't asked whether it was racist or discriminatory, just asked if it was divisive, she had uh, a quick answer and said no. Okay. So she maintained that there would be more opportunities for people of all backgrounds to celebrate together. However, the mayor emphasized that the electeds of color party was deemed an appropriate way to celebrate identity, culture and heritage in her city. I guess the question I have, if, as she mentioned, there would be times in the future for all backgrounds to celebrate together. Mm -hmm. Does that mean she was going to have a party for all whites only? Is there was there going to be a party for only all Asians only? As she is Asian, by the way, the first uh, Asian ever elected to the city uh, to the mayor of city of Boston, or is it just going to be a party like this one probably should have been, where everybody is invited? Once again, she said this was not a mistake. She said, uh, "I think this makes it even worse." She threw her assistant under the bus and said the only mistake that she made was sending it to the wrong was people. sending it to the wrong people. Well, if she hadn't sent it to the wrong people, nobody would know about it. So she's probably right. Well, and here, here, here is another part of that, that you bring that up about other people knowing about it. Mm-hmm. She, she claims that this is a party. They have every year. That they've been doing for, mm-hmm. for a while now. So my question is this. 
are the only reason that we know about this because it was accidentally set, sent to white council members and then they were uninvited after being invited because they were the wrong color? Probably. Or has this been going on and nobody has really ever said, noticed, or cared? Because I think that's even a bigger problem. If up nobody until cared. this point nobody cared, it was not a big problem. I don't even feel like it's a big problem if nobody cares now. You know? I mean, it's just a, a, a party for particular people. And, uh, I mean, if, if you feel comfortable around other minority group people because you have that in common, I don't see anything wrong necessarily with having a party. But if that were the case, wouldn't you think that the white council members could have made that decision for themselves instead of having to be officially uninvited I'm sure to a they, party because I'm, they were of the wrong color? I'm sure they could have, yeah, but they didn't get that chance to. No, because they were officially uninvited. Yeah. Because it was just for a... But if it happens every year, apparently they were all aware of it. Well, that's what she claims. That's and, and um, there's nobody who has come to said, "Oh, yeah, this has been going on for years." She was mm-hmm. the one that claims it's been going on for years. And again, I mean, I understand the question. It's not, you know, I mean, it's it's a fairly obvious question. If if everybody involved in the thing was white, would there be the same? Uh, would there be the same acceptance of it? Uh, probably no, people not. would be losing their crap. No, but again, but then again, traditionally, white people are coming from a different direction than everybody else in this country. In that white people for a number of years have been essentially in charge of and owning everything. And that's wrong, right? Uh, yeah, I suppose so, unless it maybe happens organically, which it did not. I don't, I, and this is, this is, this is the question because if you look up the definition of, of racism, this definitely falls under it. Um, although typically, uh, racism refers to people who don't have the ability to have the power. Yeah. Um, but in this particular situation, the person with the power is a minority mm-hmm. saying that white people well, technically, who, yeah, couldn't, couldn't technically, be a part of it. Technically, racism just means that you recognize everyone's race and you're making decisions based on that. However, if you're trying to compensate for something, it, not, it isn't necessarily always a bad thing. Is it divisive? Sure. But the, the divide already exists. All you're doing is giving it a label or pointing it out at some point. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Like I said, if you want to weigh in uh, on either one of these two things this morning, on whether they, it is discriminatory, if it's racism, um, the whole thing with... I think the president of Harvard University goes beyond racism now mm-hmm. uh, on why I predicted that she these, wouldn't lose, I, that she wouldn't keep some a job. The, I saw some of the arguments about this yesterday, and it's kind of interesting because the same people who are saying, no, you can't just have a party and only invite the black people, that's not fair, and, no, you can't do this, essentially they're the same people. They don't mind if there are women's groups that are only women or men's groups that are only men or Clubs that are only men, no women allowed. They they seem to be all for that sort of thing, so they don't care if that's divisive. But if it becomes a racial thing, especially when they end up on the short end of the stick, then they're against it. And I don't even know if the white council members, you know, necessarily care care one way or the other. Probably not. You know, but you know, if if it, and like I said, this all comes down to. Especially the fact that she says, "Hey, we're going to," and and I don't know this either, by the way. If if she had had a party, what would have happened if she had had a party and it was only for whites, even though she's not white? Would have people have had again a, a, a be upset just as much? 
again, the traditional oppressors aren't necessarily looked at as the victims in any of this sort of thing, and so they wouldn't be. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Weigh in. What are your thoughts? It also is Open Phones Friday. If you want to talk about something else, go ahead and do that. I haven't checked. I completely forgot. I apologize. I have a funny feeling they're gone. Yeah. Um, sweet deals. Have you had a chance to check in I on the uh, sweet deals? I've had a chance. Did not bother to do it, but I had a chance. <laughs> uh, we'll check in on that. We'll let you know if there's still pork belly left. Even if the pork belly uh, sweet deal is gone, uh, plenty of other pork bellies for you to check out. You can do that right now. Go to KBOI.com. Click on the sweet deal link. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 919-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, if you hurry, we just checked on the uh, sweet deal, KBOI sweet deal today, pork belly and Cuna. Um, there's about 30 left. Yeah. There's about to be less because somebody just called us and go, wants to know how to get it and how, if they can buy more than one. <laughs> if you're fast enough, yes, you can. I think each time you check in, you can actually buy two. I think, yeah, you're, you're allowed a maximum of two, but then you have to sign in again and try it. So it allows more people to have a chance so that somebody doesn't come in. Um, I don't want to give anybody ideas except for the fact you can't do it and go, oh, this is such a great deal. Yeah. I'm going to buy all of them up. And sell them instead of twenty five dollars. I'm going to sell them at thirty five dollars, and I'm going to make ten dollars on everyone. Um, that's the reason, partially, so we don't get idiots like that trying to scam the system. No, no, sorry, they're, they're called entrepreneurs. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Um, a couple of text messages in on the subject we were talking about this morning it says, "I think this thing about a blacks only party. It's not a black only party. It's not just blacks, by the no. way. This was a colored any." Any it was colored. It was, it was elected person. electeds of color. Color, yes. I, um, and I'd never heard somebody who was elected referred to as an elected of color. But this was <laughs> this was for electeds of color party. Yeah, um, it's just they think it's just stupid. Anybody can have the party they want and invite who they want. Yeah. If you uh, get butt hurt because uh, you won't divide it, then oh well, so sad for you. That's from that's from Steve. Yeah, and you can say that pretty much about any. And you can. And the thing is, I mean, you can throw a party and only invite white people, and you can even advertise that you only invite white people because you don't like anybody but white people. Now, chances are you will be, you know, run over the coals for it publicly, but you're free to do it. Yeah. If you want, you can um, associate with who you want to. And if you're a private person. On the person, other hand, if you have a business and it's open to the public, you have to serve the public. Yeah. And if you're a, pri- if you're a private Reasonable. person and want to have that party, you may get criticized with, yeah. and ridiculed. Within reason. Yeah. But if you're, you know, uh, a politician, a mayor, a councilman, uh, and as you just mentioned, somebody who owns a business, that's a great way to find yourself out of business after mm-hmm. a very short time, right? Yeah. So uh, quite often in those sorts of things, it's best just not to come out on one side or the other, especially the one that everybody else isn't on. Uh, another text message uh, said, uh, no name on this one, by the way, says, I would like to point out that the woman um, sued to get membership in a men's only gym, even though there was a uh, women's only gym yeah. in this part of the city, and the court ruled in her favor, but only the men's gym was forced to be co-ed. The women's side didn't have to be co-ed. And see, that doesn't seem fair, does it? <laughs> that doesn't even seem like it would be fun. We need to all be together, except yeah. for them. They can still be a part <laughs> if they want to. Uh, 208-336, pounds, 670 on your Verizon wireless. Rich in Boise, good morning. Good morning. Hey, well, 
two things about the impeachment. Uh, there will be, it's not an impeachment. Yes, there. Yes, it is. There. No, will it's be an, an impeachment, impeachment inquiry. It's not an there impeachment. Will be an, you don't know that. That's, that's be, what he means. Yeah. No, he doesn't. He's yeah. trying to say yes, there is, is an impeachment or there's going to be. No. We don't know. No, that. Well, he yeah. probably believes there is. Yes. I. 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 Yes. There. There will be, regardless <laughs> of evidence, there will be an impeachment. Okay. Exactly. All right. That's one of the things. There. It's going to happen. I will bet you it'll happen. They don't need evidence to impeach. All they need is a vote. Yeah, I know. We proved that with Trump. Uh, well, not really. And two, uh, Biden didn't fire that prosecutor. He delivered a message for the, from the International Monetary Fund, the European Union, and the Obama administration. The vice president has absolutely no authority to do anything except be the Senate, uh, cast a vote in the Senate, you know, in a tie. Yeah. So it was the Obama administration that fired him. They, they wanted to get. He wasn't investigating Burisma. He wasn't investigating anybody. That's why they wanted to get rid of him. Yeah, and there were and there were just multitudes of people that wanted to get rid of him because he he was not doing what he was supposed to. Yeah, even uh, yeah, even our intelligence communities. Uh, I don't know if it was CIA or what intelligence, but they, you know, they determined he he wasn't doing anything right. about corruption. And so that, you know, so, you know, Biden didn't really, he just delivered the message. He has mm -hmm. no authority to do it. Question for you, as you watch, as you watch this, do you think that the inquiry should be going on? The investigation with all the things that have come out that are questionable. And I agree with you that there has so far not been any proof of direct financial link to any of the foreign companies to try to influence Biden. But should this, with everything that has come out that seems questionable about it, should it be being investigated by the House right now? Well, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen anything that is probable cause for an investigation yet. So, I mean, okay, I'll, get, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a few, and maybe you don't know about them. Um, there are thousands of emails that while Biden was vice president, he used fake email accounts and uh, fake names on those email accounts to communicate with his son. And what's that evidence of? That I'm not. I'm not saying I didn't ask that. I said, is is it deserve deserving of an investigation to find out if there is any evidence? Because doesn't that seem a little strange? And that's what an impeachment inquiry is: is an investigation. It allows you um, to make an official. It allows you a, a lot more power for subpoena power, for instance, and to get some of the evidence that they say they claim that exists to find out if it really does exist. <laughs> How many people ignored those subpoenas from Congress in the Trump administration? They don't mean anything. The only person that got well, they, prosecuted was Bannon. They do. Um, you know, you're right. There are a lot of people that ignored, but they're elected officials. Elected officials can ignore because... Um, the people who vote on whether or not they're going to be held in contempt are other elected officials, their friends in Congress. If you're if you're like you, me, Bannon, Hunter Biden, we're just ordinary citizens. We weren't elected to anything. Uh, Eric Holder, same thing. Uh, and that that's not even true. A lot of those people that ignored those subpoenas were not elected. They were appointed. Uh, they're so, uh, they were appointed. They were hired public servants. Uh, you know that 
that weren't elected. They just they just ignored him, and they, they don't really mean anything. Those subpoenas really don't. Yeah, it, I mean, and and uh, Bannon is still hasn't you know still hasn't done a day in prison for no, a few but, years later. But he is going. I mean, he's been found in contempt of Congress. He's been found yeah. guilty of that. The only reason he hasn't done any time in jail is because of the Constitution. He has the right to an appeals process, and he's using that appeals process. So he, he could be going to prison. We don't know. He's been sentenced to prison. He just appealed it, um, and he has already been found guilty of uh, contempt. It's just going through the appeals process. He's also waiting to see in case a pardoner. That could be possibly true, too. Is elected yeah. Uh, president. Yeah. And, and by the way, I don't, even if... Uh, for instance, uh, Hunter Biden d- decides not to ignore the subpoena, and he co- and he comes in and he f- he gets found guilty of something. He's not going to do any yeah, time. He, he technically Daddy, he didn't ignore it. He made fun of it. Yeah, Daddy's going to bail him out and and you know get rid of the charges, and he he won't spend a day in jail. He, he hasn't bailed him out on anything yet. Well, that's because he hasn't been found guilty of anything yet. Oh, that's right. Come to the yeah. So, but uh, I mean, if he does, he Daddy will bail him out. So I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think maybe, he needs to worry about. Maybe it. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. News coming up here next. Uh, if you want to get through, here's your uh, chance. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Broadcasting from the Auto Ranch Group Studios on ninety three point one FM and six seventy AM. We are News Talk KBOI. 934. Where, where are we at now? Less than 10? Final chance? Seven. There are seven pork belly. Seven pork bellies. $50 gift certificates, which will cost you $25 a piece. There are seven left to sell at uh, Sweet Deals at KBOI.com. They will be gone within minutes, promise. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to take advantage, you better do it right now. By the way, there are other sweet deals available, too. Don't don't just look at that one sweet deal. Dozens and dozens of sweet deals, some of them from local businesses right here. And it is that time of year. We're a week Monday, a week from Christmas. So um, you could take advantage of some of those sweet deals. And still, I believe you would still get them in time for Christmas if you got them today. Uh, Gary. Nampa waiting uh, this morning. Thanks for being patient. You're on uh, News Talk KBOI, listening on 670 AM this morning. Good morning to you. Yeah, I think they ought to make some changes to the transfer portal. I, I think they ought to make it so that, one, you couldn't enter it until after the last bowl game, and if you deliberately sat out any games during the year, you wouldn't qualify for the transfer portal. It seems to me that they're the athletes are getting scholarships and NIL funding and everything. And then, then they quit playing or whatever. It's, it's kind of like you taking money to do an ad and then decide you'll keep the money, but you're, you're not going to do the ad. What? I mean, Wait, we have that option? No, we don't have that option. Oh. Uh, However, he's do. right. It, it is like that. I don't. I don't yeah, think the thing uh, where you brought up that, you know, it, it don't open the transfer portal, let people transfer before the bowl games, I don't think that's going to work anyway because even now, look how many hundreds of football players that are in bowl games opt out just because they don't want to get injured. So they may, not be, they may not be opting out because they want to enter the transfer portal. They could be just opting out because they don't want to play in a bowl game. And it wouldn't make a difference anyway, because then they could still transfer well, afterwards without playing in the bowl so. game. 
you may make it so that you don't eligible for the transfer portal if you deliberately sat out a game. But how would you prove because, that? Well, did the coach ask them to play, and did they say, no, I'm not going to? <laughs> no, but how would you, specifically, how would you prove the only reason you sat out is because you wanted to transfer? Yeah, it didn't, then you, I mean, you can lie about it, and you're going to have to, I, I you know, rely on uh, honesty. I guess, and Derek just said, well, lie, everybody I, I, has to take a lie detector now in college football. I don't think it's a matter of whether or not you transferred be, or sat out because you were going to enter the portal. If you sat out when you, when you were supposed to be playing, you would would not qualify. Here, here, here's the other. Yeah, the here, you are, are you saying you wouldn't qualify to play football anywhere? You, you would make a, the rule. The NCAA would then make a, a rule that they couldn't play anywhere. They couldn't transfer. Yeah, that lasted about ten seconds in court before that got turned over. I don't know. It, it seems Always. to me that they're being they're pay, being paid a certain sum, either scholarships or NILs, and nowadays pretty much both. That uh, they're kind of breaking a contract, in my view, if they yeah. don't don't then play. I mean, why why are people paying them in some cases millions of dollars because they want to see them playing? Yeah, uh, for, a, for for a long time for nil money, it probably means you're using them for some form of advertising. Yeah, and now <laughs> no, they're not, not for, today <laughs> for for decades and decades. Uh, you know, p- people have said that like, well, you're breaking a contract, but it's always been considered to be a very one-sided contract because yeah. essentially the school made all the money off you. Now they did provide you with an education. But, uh, you know, you didn't get a piece of whatever else they made off you, no matter who you were. And the way they've done it now is they've said, if they are actually going to make money off your name, your image, and your likeness, and not just the fact that they have a football team and you're on it, that uh, you should be getting a piece of that. So now they have to give it to you, I guess. And part of the problem with all of this is that, uh, and thank you for the call, Gary, is that all this stuff is ending up in court. Because you've taken away uh, the freedom that they haven't enjoyed up until this point. That's how all this started. That's how you got players to be paid in the NCAA. That's how you got players that were allowed yeah. to transfer wherever they wanted to ta- uh, to go. These these were things that went to court. And now, for instance, the the NIL deal, the NCAA wants nothing to do with overseeing NIL. And the reason they don't want to oversee it is because they know that every time they well, make a decision, they're going to be sued and have right. to spend millions of dollars to go to court to fight it. And kind of in principle, it's the opposite of what they stand for, or at least what they have stood for. Sort of. Yeah. And there's also, here's, the, here's another real big risk for the NCAA. For as much money as they make and how, for how long they have controlled mm-hmm. um, football sports in, in uh, colleges, there was a point, and this is why all this started to change, that there were schools, like we're talking the big schools that make all the money of opting out of the NCAA and forming their own uh, collegiate sports right. entity or whatever, and there would be no NCAA to oversee anything anymore. They said, either you do business the way we want, Wasn't it or the, we're uh, leaving. Wasn't it the SFL, the snooty football league or something of that nature? I don't don't recall. (laughs) Something like that. Something like that. 
Um, and by the way, in case oh, you hadn't wait, heard... Wait, wait, it was the We Think We Stink Better Than Everybody Else League. The transfer rule could get... Um, as much as I hate the transfer rule, uh, I get the NIL. The transfer rule, though, I hate the fact well, that... Okay, but in the past, let's say that you are a football player. You want to play. You want to be in there every day. You want to compete and everything. You go to a team... You and the coaches don't seem to see eye to eye on things. You mm-hmm. don't get along very well. You still think you have the ability to play, but you're not playing. In the past, you could say, okay, well, I sat basically here and did nothing my entire freshman year at Florida. I'm going to uh, go to Wisconsin where they appreciate me. Well, you can't go unless you sit out a, a full right. year and lose a year. Well, why is that? Well, because and we and, said. And I totally get that. Um, one rule change that they're looking into it. As a matter of fact, they'd already decided, um, and now it's going to court, um, could be decided later this mm-hmm. month, because right now you can only transfer once. and not The second time you transfer, you lose a year of eligibility, and you have to sit out a year. But unless you, you're a graduate. Unless you're, and, if you yeah. you graduate, you can that, go wherever you want. That's going to go away eventually anyway, because they're going to get back to where graduate students aren't still playing. Right now, we've had like extra years added on because of COVID and things like that. So people, are, you know, have been eligible for like a sixth year of, of uh, playing. But pretty soon that'll be gone. It'll be in the past, and we won't have that. So you'll you'll you're gonna you're well, still you gonna can, have the you, five years to play for. You can still have it, and I bring that up because Boise State had a player who graduated in three years and had two more years um, to play. Um, went to mm-hmm. North Carolina State. Uh, what was his name? I forgot his name right off the top of my head. Quarterback, but, Ryan uh, uh, I can't Finley. Finley, yeah. Finley. Because yeah. um, he ended up in the NFL for a yeah. short time. Yeah. And there's a, there's a perfect example. He he lost his starting job. He got injured, and that's when um, Bachmeyer took over. And Finley goes, well, gosh, I don't want to – I've lost my starting job. I'm transferring. Right. And he could without sitting out or or anything because he'd already graduated. He graduated early in three years and had two more years to play. Actually – was he during COVID? He could have had three more years because of the COVID thing. So, I mean, if you still graduate early, you can still, you know, be a graduate player someplace else and mm-hmm. go. Um, but the new rule that they're looking and this court's going to decide this is pretty soon, and I think they're going to win, you're going to be able to leave every year and not have to sit out. So I think you could see well, a you potentially know, if a player a student, go to five different colleges during if, his playing career. If you're, if you're a student, if, if you play tuba in the band, if you work at the student bookstore, any contribution you make to the campus apart from sports, you can just you know sell yourself to the highest bidder. I mean, or just go to a different yeah. college, I suppose. You're not going to get uh, bids probably for just being a student somewhere Do, for the most part. I, and I don't know the answer to this. If you are, because bands also have scholarships. If you're a member of the band and you want to quit your band, you, you feel you've done everything you have at Boise State University, can you uh, quit as many times as you want I, and go to another school with another scholarship without having to sit out? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't think there's an NCAA rule, though, since bands aren't covered by the NCAA. Well, and the NCAA also does not oversee bands. And when we're know, talking about all the money in sports anyway, we're... For the most part, with a very, very few exceptions, we're just talking about football and basketball and men's. Yeah, because that's the only sports to make money, right? Yeah. I mean, it would be nice if it was for everybody, but it's not. It, it's not going to work that way. The the ones you know where there is the big competition and the money's always been there anyway, but it's been kind of like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You know, uh, no, he didn't get any extra money. He's always, for some reason, driven a Bentley. Anyway. Um, <laughs> It's but it's it's like that though. I mean, th- there are going to be uh, 
there, there's always been money moving around. It's just that now they've made it so it's it's not below board anymore. It's above board. Yeah, and and the reason why because they bring in so much well, money. I mean, we're talking and, and trillions again, of and dollars. And again, that's not everybody. No, just the like, foot, basically okay, like just the football over at, program. Over at College of Idaho, the football team brings in a certain amount of money, and that's fantastic, but it's not a large amount, and they don't get scholarships yeah. anyway at that level. Almost every college in the nation, Boise State, Ohio State, Alabama, the football program funds every other program. Basketball, mm-hmm. men's basketball, women's, not just men's basketball, it funds itself. There are some programs, I think uh, as of a couple of years ago, there was only one, one woman's program yeah. that funded that made money in the nation. One NCAA women's program was was the only one. What, Connecticut? I think it was Connecticut. That was the only women's basketball program that made money. There's a few men's basketball, not very many, that make program. Tennessee did for a number of years when Pat Summit was there as well. Yeah. Um, But almost, like I said, when you see Ohio State, Alabama, um, their football programs fund every other sport Mm -hmm. for the university. Without football, there would be no other sports at that university. So that's how much money is. Although I I, I will say this, and I won't say anything else about Genty. I love Genty. But if I were one of his blockers right now, I'd be saying, and my percentage is what? (laughs) You're not wrong. How much blocking do you need, say... From here on out. You're not wrong, um, because if you don't have good blocking, I don't care how good you are, and he is good. Yeah, I understand you're really good at breaking off tackles. How'd you like to be even better <laughs> yeah. at it? Uh, all you have to do is have, have those guys be upset you know, at their running back for one game oh, yeah. and go, we'll show you how, how little we ma- uh, matter and stop blocking I've, and see I've how seen, many yards I've seen the film of some guys who decided to teach their quarterback a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I, Brutal. Isn't that what happened last night with uh, San Diego or well, it, L- it, L.A.? It, it did sort of seem that way, didn't it? <laughs> here, just here, we're, we're going to pass here, and I'm going to get out of your way. All right? Just tackle him. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. One more segment on the way. Final chance to get through. Also, final few minutes to text your favorite go-to tailgate food. We'll pick one person at random. They will get a free pair of tickets to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, uh, 951. The sweet deal is gone. Biscuit and hog sweet deal is gone. Pork we, belly. Uh, pork I'm sorry, belly. pork belly. I got biscuit and hogs on the brain because you want to listen in to the post game after the game tomorrow mm-hmm. for your chance to get the Treasure Valley play of the Treasure Valley Subaru play of the game. We'll do that coming up Monday morning at about 8.55. Don't forget, you can uh, get your Boise State Broncos tomorrow, beginning at 12, uh, 12.30 with the pregame. Uh, kickoff will be at 5.30. Heard all across our uh, network here on KBOI. We'll be back Monday. We're going to play out. Uh, today is the final day of Hanukkah. Ends at sunset tonight. So for all of our Jewish listeners, both of you, thank you very much for listening. And this is for you today.